You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. We'll make some comparisons to some of the teams in the NBA postseason to the Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets and maybe if there's a blueprint that the Charlotte Hornets could follow what exactly they could do are there any comparisons as to what they've already done and what we could see on the horizon we'll get to that as the show goes on today but we have another daily not daily we have another weekly mini mock draft that we have done and in this tankathon lottery order that was simulated and giving us the 11th overall pick remember the first time we actually dropped the spot we got the 12th overall pick and we selected as in not a selected Josh Giddy and Josh Giddy was the guy <laughs> that we decided to go with this week. We got a shout out nationally though for that. So be- before you go, before we who all, got a shout out say, nationally, we did who a how did, like, T- tell me more because of the lot. One of our lot, one of the locked on dra- draft analysts got a shout out, gave us a shout out said, we, what we were doing was very, very interesting, and it made sense. I actually, I think our Lockdown NBA Draft host put out a video saying he had no reason, he had no clue why we decided to do that. No, that no, that was a good thing. No, that was a good but he, thing. But no, but no, there was one, we're, we're looking at different videos. I, the the Lockdown NBA Draft Clearly. host that I watched gave us a video where he gave every team a video and he said, yeah, this one doesn't make a lot of sense to me because he's the same as LaMelo did or does some of the same things as LaMelo. You- there was, there were two different, there were two different videos. You watched the wrong one and clearly. Okay. There were two different. All videos. right. Well, fair enough. Then I did not know that that was something that we were praised for. But if we got that kind of video that was praising you, then you can take all the credit for that that you want to, and you can take the credit for this one too. Nada, you keep you keep putting up those selections. This is your selection once again, and the you are you are coming in as the owner that meddles with the basketball operations, and you are saying this is my foot down. We are taking this guy that I want, and so what you've done this week, you have decided to go with Al Peron Sangoon, something like that. I tried to figure out how to pronounce his name watching yes. the highlights, and I'm going to go with Al Peron Sangoon. That's what I'm going to try to roll with. So he's 6'9", 6'10", Turkish big man, and he's most favorably compared to shocker Nikola Jokic, white European center that comes over and is kind of unathletic but very skilled and has really good footwork. So Nikola Jokic is the natural comparison that people are making. So now I'll tell you my opinion first as to whether I would have gone here. Um, and then you can give the reason why you decided to go here. One, clearly it's a big guy. So that makes sense. You it, it's drafting for need to some degree, whether it's the right or wrong call, you are getting a big guy that can come in and help you just give you size because this is a team that I think is going to move on from Cody. I think they're going to move on from biz. And if they would rather do something like this in the draft and not spend a ton of money at the center position in free agency, then you might want to invest a first round pick. Alperon Sangoon might be your guy. Um, 
he is crazy skilled. I will say that an overall extremely nice feel for the game, whether it's defensively, He's slow-footed. I mean, he looks a little awkward, but he can handle the basketball. He just looks a little awkward in the open court in some of the situations that I watched him in. But I feel that his feel for the I feel that his feel for the game is is enough where he can anticipate defensively. There were some nice recoveries on some things. I I don't think that's going to be able to happen as much in the NBA. But maybe he can be in the right position, which is also very Nicola esque. And I, you know, for me, his passing is phenomenal. His footwork is crazy dumb. You know, I, I saw, <laughs> I, I, I was watching, you know, one move where I was sure that he traveled because he moved his pivot foot and they showed a slower highlight of it and he didn't. You know, he absolutely kept that pivot foot down. So the footwork is incredible. He's got a really nice feel for the game. He's a good shot maker inside. You know, he can go with both hands. Um, you know, he he's a very good passer behind the back passes, anticipatory cross court. Uh, it's it, it's pretty impressive his IQ and what he can do on that end of the floor. Defensively is where you worry, but I think there are some some things and and just being in the right spot where he's able to recover perhaps a little better than I expected. Looking at his athleticism or lack thereof. Wait, wait. So, so hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Do you approve of this pick? Because it sounds like you approve of this. I, pick. I don't. I don't mind it. I like it. I think I would. I think I might have gone in a couple of different directions. I, for instance, the more I watch Zaire Williams, the more oh, I'm looking no. at that upside, and I really like Zaire. Um, I, Even if you can get him at at this point, like he's being projected at like twenties and thirties. Oh, well, I, I mean, are you trading up to go get him? I, if you wanted to talk about a second round pick, you got two first, you got two second. Yeah. Rounds? And, and, and maybe that's something rounders. you do. You know, if he's still there, I, I would take a chance at that upside. I'm not a huge fan of, of trading up in the NBA draft just because of what it usually takes to go get guys like that. But yeah, I, I think the more I watched, I think mechanically his shot is absolutely just fine. In fact, nice. I, I really like mechanically his shot. I think his overall field goal percentage and why it was so bad was a lot predicated on bad shot selection, maybe trying to do the hero ball thing with Stanford and do too much. I, I think that's more to why his efficiency was down. But man, you talk about athleticism, length, the shot mechanics to me are really good. I'm a fan of Zaire Williams. And so I would have gone that, uh, that route and not also it, a kind of in the Akungwu mold, Usman Garuba is somebody that I think I might've taken, even if he's still again, the Akungwu mold, right? He's a smaller big guy, but very good defensively. And this is what we talked about with the Kungwu last year. No, this is all you're right about Garuba and Garuba was like I thought. It, first things first. Got, Giddy was available. We could have selected him. I again. I did. Yeah. Let's play the game. Um, we got to play the game. We got to play the game. I I do want. And we're, also, we're doing this for content, so I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend like I did. Because if I kept doing the same guy over and over again, y'all get bored and move on to another podcast. So I figured we'd switch it up. We're gonna do someone different if it if the spot calls for it, and if not, but. I just saw Sangoon and I see the and it goes back to what you told just said. Literally, it's the footwork. The footwork is so good. And I think another high IQ guy that can do something on offense 
that can be something something decent on defense in time because uh spoiler alert i will put it this way um rookie big men aren't good on defense and you shouldn't expect them to be good on defense therefore if you draft a rookie big you're drafting him pretty much for the offensive end and what he can do on the offensive end i think what he can do the skill set that he can do and it allows you to make and the other reason i i did this is because it allows you to make that decision if you have to make a decision between miles and pj it's a lot easier to make that decision if you have another person in the fold that can possibly play a stretch five role at this point so i thought about it from a a decent amount of spots i also can understand why people would want a wing garuba is someone i've watched and i'm i don't see it yet i don't and i want what do you not see because I just worry about his offense. I do worry about is he going to be able to is he going to be one of those guys similar to Bismack Biombo where you play 4 on 5 on offense. And I don't think you can do that in this in this NBA, especially if you're talking about building up to a playoff situation, which is what I think this team is going to do and and as we'll talk about later these four on five situations become handicaps after a certain point. Um, they do. I don't think Garuba's is that player, though. I, I think comparing him to Bismack was rude, and you should be ashamed of yourself for doing so. <laughs> oh, <wow>. I think <laughs> offensively, uh, he can put the ball on the deck. Garuba can, and I'll tell you this too. Uh, talking about the passing ability, we talked about Sangoons. Garuba's is good too. I saw him make a crazy cross court pass. Also, got in trouble dribbling behind the basket. Yes, not great, but then finding a man cutting towards the basket to bail him out and he had to fit that through a tight window in one of the plays that I was watching I think Ruba does have a really good feel for the game as far as projecting where guys and cutters are going to be and that that makes me salivate a little bit especially with him kind of being tabbed as the best defender in this draft Scotty Barnes getting a lot of love in that regard too but Usman Garuba I, I think that's a guy I would have gone with just because defensively he helps you and then maybe in free agency you go get the side you would you would be small you know again i i liken it to what we would have had with the kongwu he's someone that would have been your five you would have been a little susceptible to some of the bigger guys in the nba same here with garuba but i think defensively he's also going to be somebody that can switch out more on the perimeter even than more a, a kongwu can well I, I i think defensively that's the move but we'll take a quick break and try to come back and give you some more analysis on that. Make some cam- uh, compar- uh, comparisons, excuse me, to teams that are in the NBA postseason to the Charlotte Hornets. But first, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making just the purchases that you already were going to. And you can use your Credit Karma money debit card. You can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 of Credit Karma members and counting. Only for June 8th and June 30th, when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. So again, 
June 8th through June 30th. $1 million, you could be entered to win that. So Credit Karma money, progress, it starts here right now. Visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for a free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by the MVB Bank Incorporated and member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the second segment of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still an impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's like say. <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend up to 30% or even up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, Nada, you look at some of these NBA postseason teams. Mm -hmm. um, For me, we watched the Phoenix Suns take on... Uh, we watched Phoenix take on who they just played last night. Why, why am I blanking? They took on Denver. Denver. Excuse me. Yeah. So Phoenix just yes. beat Denver 122 to 105. I'm in love with this Suns team. I feel like yes. may, maybe it's just me, but I feel like they're becoming America's team as we kind of go through the NBA playoffs. I love watching them. They're so much fun. And the fact that they have kind of risen from the ashes of how awful that franchise was for so long uh, to, to watch them have this kind of success and Chris Paul, somebody that's trying to exercise all the postseason demons. Is it possible that he could do it at age 36? You kind of look at Phoenix. I'm not saying that they're comparable to the Hornets, but is there a, but they're a lot of fun, right? Like, and they have had, yeah, they they've are. had a couple of really good um, draft picks. They've had one really high one with Deandre Ayton that has helped them out and come along extremely nicely. And Devin Booker is somebody that they drafted in the teens. That is a, a bona fide star at this point, even though Doug is under his breath, calling him Devin snooker. Um, you know, fe- oh, okay, hold on <laughs> Walker. One thing. Can, can we stop the, cause again, this is my thing now with, with at least Devin Booker. And I'm glad you brought him up. Can we? You see those rides he's he's going into these games with now? Oh man, yeah. Have you seen mm-hmm. like the classic Cadillacs? Like he's going there, looking like going into these arenas, acting like somebody owes that man money. <laughs> he is no longer Devin Snooker. No, he, he again. Devin Snooker is dead. Devin Booker, the star, is here. And I wanted. And personally, I am rooting for that man. To go and take this as far as he can, because I want to see which car this man rolls up with every single time, because you know he's got about at least 
17, 18, 19, 20 of them, so we could see a different car every game. Yeah. This I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yeah, that, that was a that was a nice ride that we saw uh him riding in there. But I, I love this Phoenix Suns team. I, I don't know if that's the team that you look to that you could compare with a small market. Maybe you are looking at Denver as well, that ha- has been able to get where they are and they've been such a successful franchise. But is there any team that you think, you know, that there's like a blueprint that that the Hornets could follow and try to go about to get to some kind of postseason success? I would go like I I have two. Um, Denver obvious is the obvious one. And then here the I, I have that's the positive side where you draft well in the second round, you hit on a lot of low picks, you get your stars, you get you build out your roster and then you build it around the star. There you go. The other side is Milwaukee, where you get your star. Your star might have a couple limitations. A coach may have may hold him back and 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 at the same time hinder him on something as critical as a jump shot. And after a while, those limitations are something that you can't scheme around. You can easily scheme or you're easily defended. And so when we talk about playoff rosters that are very, very similar that you can build off of, like you want to be the Denver because, again, they don't have that many weaknesses. The The problem is you can easily be Milwaukee as well. And if there's anything that would worry you about being a Milwaukee, it's that James Borrego and Mike Budenholzer seem to have the same tendencies, same pop-like tendencies. The lack of adjustments, the things that you like, oh, it'll work itself out over a longer-term period, of uh, a long-term period. And outs, like so when we talk about things that can potentially derail this team from being at its best, it's... I, it's one of those things that I do worry about James Borrego being one of those guys that, hey, I like what I like. I am having a hard time adjusting and I'm going to cost this team when it matters the most. Yeah, I think James Borrego is a little bit more frenetic than than Mike Budenholzer just because we see him constantly change lineups tweaking. and, and, and tweaking a bunch of stuff. But I, I guess I get your point in in rather this is just what he does and maybe that ideology is what he sticks to more so you know with phoenix i'm kind of going back to them and here's why i go back to him there's a couple of reasons why you could poke holes in the comparisons and i think devin booker is reason number one hornets don't have a devin booker as far as your star score strictly star score out on the perimeter that can go get you a shot and and he's just a big time bucket getter but With DeAndre Ayton, we obviously don't have a big man, but he was a high draft pick, number one overall, really coming into his own. LaMelo Ball, maybe he's your high draft pick that you're leaning on. Chris Paul for Phoenix. I wonder if Gordon Hayward at a less level, right? We're just comparing. We're not saying they're outright identicals, but Chris Paul comes over to this young basketball team that needs some veteran leadership to bring in some kind of culture of winning and help everybody be in the right spot and develop. Is Gordon Hayward somewhat that guy for a Charlotte Hornets team that's looking to make that next step? Chris Paul did that with Oklahoma City. He did that with Houston, yes, getting sure. them to a really nice shot, beating the then unbeatable Golden State Warriors. But Gordon Hayward, maybe on a lesser level, can you bring the Hornets from the 
12th seed, 10th seed, that area into a playoff series where they're competing and possibly can move on to the second round with all the young guys surrounding a Gordon Hayward. Could he serve that same type of role? And then you have a Mikhail Bridges for Phoenix who just goes nuts last night, 23 points, eight of 12 shooting and hit some really nice three pointers. He was remember, I think the pick before the Hornets took Shea Gilgis Alexander and then traded him for miles bridges. So um, you know, if that's the case, you know, Mikhail can be that nice role player that maybe a PJ or my, like, uh, maybe a step up of a role player, like yes. a PJ or a miles could be, you know, so those are some of the comparisons that I would have, um, for what kind of blueprint you might be able to follow. So you went basically to the nice, really optimistic side and I just went to the dark. Side. Well, it's losing your star. You're already scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like at this point, like I, I have gone to the dark side. I apologize for that. But um, I mean, honestly, like Phoenix is a really good model because like you said, the Hayward thing, I never really thought of Hayward as that kind of person up until now until you pointed it out. That's. That's a really good. Like, I mean, he's not Chris Paul. A, like, I don't want to get it twisted. You know, Chris Paul, his, you know, the the advanced stats point to any team he's ever been on, you know, outperforming everything else so much so when he's not on the floor. I, I know Gordon Hayward is not what Chris Paul is. I don't want to get it twisted. A guy that is an all NBA player, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best point guards of all time, but he is 36 and can serve as that veteran leader. Maybe Gordon can be that guy to maybe some degree as LaMelo, PJ Miles, they all develop and the Hornets look to make some offseason moves um, going forward before the start of next regular year. All right, Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news you can sign up for bonuses and contest information as well. Head to the website or use your mobile device. It doesn't matter to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We have one more segment to go on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I don't, the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Just talked about the NBA playoffs there for a moment today on the road to the finals. Our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Once again, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So let's talk about that Milwaukee and Brooklyn series a little bit more, Nada, because yeah. um, if, if the Bucks lose and just get routed by Brooklyn, especially with James Harden, and not even playing limited minutes, but playing zero minutes, you know, in the, in game one, he's out early and game two, he doesn't play at all. And Brooklyn still spanks him. 
you know, what is it? Yeah. Is it as simple as you just fire Budenholzer and then move on? Um, is that the only thing that they do? Because you've already tried to change the roster. You've already given up a ton of draft picks to go do the Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday swap. And so it's not like you have a ton of assets to work with. Do you trade a Chris Middleton? Like, what are you doing if you're Milwaukee and you lose this series in a big way? This is the roster, unfortunately. Budenholzer, firing Budenholzer is their only move. Like, they're locked into this team until either Giannis says he's done, and that may happen because, uh, and, and, but, like, this team is basically locked in. These are who they are. The only changes that can happen is A, they either hit on a draft pick, or B, Giannis develops a jumper. That's the only way any of this changes. And at this point, I'm much more likely to believe that they'll bring somebody else in via the draft and bring more bring in more contributors that way than Giannis developing a jump shot at this point because the jump shot, it's pitiful, Walker. It, it, it's pitiful. That's, that's all I got for it. Like, I could be meaner, but it's fairly pitiful, and it's clearly something that the Brooklyn Nets are not afraid of in the slightest. Let him shoot jumpers, and if he gets by you, then we have three guys with size and length and quickness to beat him to the spot. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing about Giannis that sucks because you want him to be good. I, I mean, I he is good. I want him to be that guy that can be number one and bring his team all the way to a championship. And just offensively, you can guard him more so by just making sure he does not get to the rim and you allow him to shoot jumpers all day long. It's something you just can't do with the Kawhi Leonard as you watch him take over in game six and seven. It's just something you can't do with some of these other guys like a Luca, even though they're bounced, like a Damian Lillard, you know, any star you want to name, even a Joel Embiid had a really nice three point shooting percentage for such a long time. And you're even talking about different positions there. So, I mean, it's, it's Giannis that I, 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 in the game one against Miami, where it went down to the wire and it was Chris Middleton who hit that shot. I thought, okay, here's what they're going to do in late game situations. They're going to go to the better jump shooter. And right now they're still just playing a lot of Giannis ball. And I mean, they get routed. They're down close to 20 before they even get to the first quarter. Yeah, no, like there is a, like, I, I, I don't want to be mean, but I think it's time. <laughs> okay. Like, 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 unfortunately, if we're going to hold, hold superstars to a certain standard, then you cannot get blown out. Like, could we imagine if LeBron got his team blown out by 50 at one point in a playoff game? Well, I mean, he got pretty close. Yeah, I mean, they he got close. They got destroyed. But like, yeah. we, like, like, we got salsa dancing and everything else like that, and it was 30. But they were the, the Nets were up 50, and minus Harden, mind you. And Blake Griffin looked like old Blake Griffin. Like, there's a problem. Like, this is where, I, I, I hate to say bullying, repeat Twitter and say bullying works, but, yo, we're going to have to bully 
Giannis into having a better jumper. Well, with, like, what what I've I've been looking at too is you look at some of the guys that have received so much postseason criticism, and here you have the Bucks get routed, where Giannis is a guy that's going to continue to receive that postseason criticism. Chris Paul has received that his entire career, and at 36 years old, you could see him possibly continue to make this deep run to the playoffs. I mean, not a I, I would still go. I mean, I, I my Clippers were my pick before the NBA postseason started. I, it was certainly scary against Dallas. I, Phoenix looks extremely good. Um, you know, certainly Utah is the number one seed and you have to worry about the jazz as well. But I just, I put the Suns in that tier as much as everyone, you know, I mean, they're, they're a really good basketball team. And it's just crazy to think that even at 36 years old, you know, Giannis is, is somewhat going through the Chris Paul thing. And, and it's not, yes. and it's not that either one of them are, of course, you know, anything less than spectacular MVP candidate, Hall of Fame basketball players. It's just that they haven't had the postseason success. And here's Chris Paul, who actually has been to a conference finals now. But is there something more for Phoenix here? And if he does that at 36, man, I feel like that would just be something he could salvage so much so through all the criticism in his career. And here we have Giannis kind of going through that same thing that Chris Paul did earlier in his tenure. Yeah, no, like this is part, unfortunately, this is part of the growing maturation process. This is part of the process that I don't necessarily like, but there's a way to be critical and at the same time being fair. And for right now, like like, like we said, Chris Paul mm-hmm. couldn't win the big one for a long time, D- despite the fact that, again, sometimes we didn't necessarily use context. Two of those, two of those t- teams that we talk about end up being the greatest teams that we've ever seen in, the, in those Golden State Warriors. And a whole bunch of other times, it was just really, really good teams. And now Chris Paul at his elder age and not being able to do as much and being able to rely on a Devin Booker, rely on a DeAndre Ayton and be able to impart knowledge is finally being able to win. And it's not, I'm not even going to lie. You know what it reminds me a lot of is Jason Kidd. And when we consider what Jason Kidd went through and how he carried teams to the finals and yet just could just got bushwhacked whenever he got there. But Chris Paul having this late run, late, late run of success is really, really awesome. It is. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show as well as Michelob Ultra. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA or any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. 